All right, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, saints of Christian identity, white nationalists, constitutionalists, all those people who love truth. Uh, no music today because uh, my computer is messed up, and I'll try to take care of that before uh, Voice of Christian Israel this morning. And uh, my guest, as usual, guest co-host, Michael from Sweden. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing good. Despite the world, I don't think it's doing that good, but I'm doing very good. It's a yeah. very nice day. The sun is warming, so I've been out in the sun now before the show, so I'm I'm energized to do the show with you and, and trying to warm the flock for the incoming danger of our adversary. So I take it you haven't taken the jab. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Okay. That must be why you're doing so good. Okay. And uh, we were before the show... We were talking about zombies, and you you sent me a bunch of links about zombies because they're trying to create zombies. And uh, I just posted a link to the uh, CDC. The CDC is actually having fun with this. It's called Z- Zombie Preparedness Graphic Novel. It's it's too weird to be. You can't make this up. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Let me just read from the Zombie Preparedness Graphic Novel. CDC has a fun way of teaching about emergency preparedness. Our graphic novel, Preparedness 101, Zombie Pandemic, demonstrates the importance of being prepared in an entertaining way that people of all ages will enjoy. enjoy. Okay, so you can enjoy the, uh, the, the... incoming sick people <laughs> who who have been turned into zombies by the shot right that's what yeah, that's what's that, happened to them yeah otherwise they would never do this kind of uh, this propaganda they don't do it for fun they doesn't do just a mod they, they do it for for a reason yeah. the sublime messages and those yeah. that watch at the television or the radio whatever they do because we have thrown that out so long ago they they just doesn't even, i don't think they even recognize it they just i don't yeah. know it's well, so or yeah. state, no, yeah. people. Yeah, well, they're mocking us. There's no doubt that they're mocking us with this zombie preparedness business. Uh, but uh, you brought up a really good point in our discussion with because the uh, you know because t- today's show is going to be about the resurrection of the saints. And uh, if you take the jab, as clearly stated in the Book of Revelation, uh, you will not enter the kingdom. You know, you, you will you will be uh, destroyed. You know, from off the face of the earth and from the Book of Life, and the the point was that if they change your DNA, which the Gates vaccine does, then you won't be the same person that Yahweh created. No, exactly. They they will change the DNA. So you um so you you are not the same DNA that he gave that he created us in. So that's also why they are. This is, could also be a form of what do you say race mixing because that is also a way to change your DNA, right. yeah. to change the offspring's DNA because it's not what he created. You have mongolized it. This is also a way to mongolize our DNA, or it yeah. could also be poison our wells. I don't know if this poisons the well really, but yeah. um, this is also yeah, I, I believe so. Well, genetic modification for sure. And, uh, you know, because they've been doing that with, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables for years, genetically modifying them, uh, changing the DNA that Yahweh created those uh, things for, right? And so now they're they're going one step further. They're doing it to humans, okay? All right? So genetic yeah, modification. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but this time, I don't think people are so aware of it. They are not aware of the modern technology, how far it has prolonged within nanotechnology and how they could basically, I heard also that um, the Harvard University has basically said that by taking the test, this phony baloney test, you are you are vaccinated. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're, we're discovering more and more of the uh, deception that's going into, well, I heard, for example, that in Michigan, I haven't had a chance to look it up, um, 30 nuns in a convent uh, who were perfectly healthy took the jab, and within three days, two or three of them had died, and the rest all fell sick. So you know, it just shows that you cannot trust Big Pharma. You cannot trust Pharma. All right. Yeah, and Swamp Fox says, We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. By yeah, William Casey. Yeah, yes, sorry. And I can also say that's also true. Sorry for interrupting. That's also that's very true for the Swedish, uh, the Swedish population. They are also very, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing that the CDC would even write such a document. It's actually making fun of the uh, sickness and uh, and you know fear and everything that's going on they're simply making fun of it and telling us how much fun they're having in destroying us right and this is typical of the jews to uh, make fun of us while they're uh, uh, what well, it's called torture make fun of us while they're torturing us and this is what we're having to deal with because these are the people of the fallen angels that are the offspring talk about genetic modification they're the offspring of the fallen angels and uh you know th- those tribes in canaan land Okay, that's what they are. So, uh, and that's why Yahweh told the Israelites to exterminate all those Canaanites because if you don't, then uh, they will stick stick around and be pricks in our sides and thorns in our eyes. All right, that and that's oh. what we're seeing today. So, uh, but let, let's get to to the uh, first of all. We'll start off with Daniel. Daniel chapter twelve because uh, we want to talk about the resurrection of the dead. And of course, in uh, the words of Paul, it's the resurrection of the living and the dead. But uh, those of us who are alive, we will not have to taste of death when this when this all comes to pass. And boy, it better happen soon <laughs> because, they're, because they want to turn us all into zombies. It better happen before they turn us into zombies. Okay, over. Uh, and you're going to be reading from the scriptures? Yes. Okay, all right. Daniel chapter 12. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I am I will go there. Chapter 12, and then we start off from number one, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read from the scriptures. So if you are a bit, if people are un, a bit unfamiliar with the wordings that they're using, but I, I find it a very, very delightful translation of our scriptures. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'll, I'll follow along in the King James and make comparisons uh, when necessary. Okay, so let's get started. So this is Daniel 12, 1. Now, at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great head who is standing over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of distress, such as never was since there was a nation. Until that time, and at that time, your people will... Uh, people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Okay, so it's telling us there's going to be a time of great distress 
distress so great that there never happened before and never will happen afterwards. And I think we're in that time right now, Michael. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, this is a distress. I mean, our forefathers, they have to endure also a lot of testing from, we know, the the beast, the um, the, um, the Greek beast that want to that uh, put Eloah in the Roman Empire that threw the Christians to the lions. Right. But I guess now the new one is now I guess the vaccine. That is this That's this right. shot they try to give people. That yeah. is the same, but it's another. It's so deceptive. That's the problem. This they they use um, the feelings about people. Oh, you want to feel well? We take care. You know, they yeah. use a much more. Uh, the danger is not as clear as it was with a lion. Or you're, you're a threat to society because you don't wear a mask, right? They try to shame you and, into getting the jab. And it's working. It's working. I, I've said many times, I can't believe how many people are actually volunteering to get the jab. It's incredible. You know, they have this blind trust of authority. Whoever wears a smock, right? The white coats are coming. The white coats are coming. Whoever wears a white smock, and in cases uh, the scrubs are usually... Uh, some green, some pukey green color. Uh, so as ever wearing a medical uniform, you automatically trust them. Really? Really? Whatever yeah. happened to question authority? Back to you. Um, yeah, I guess you Americans were very, I don't know, you, what you think about the one that was clothed in red when they come and came and tried to um, take oh, yeah. your name. The, red, the red coats, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just changed from red coats to white coats. And they have a different uh, a plan of attack. Uh, yes, this time it's much more, um, yeah, I think Sub- it's more sleek, subtle. S- sneaky, subtle, yeah, I mean, amen. Okay, let's continue. Um, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth wake up, some to everlasting life and some to reproaches, everlasting abhorrence. Wow, oh, okay. Yeah, so, and this is talking about Israelites, okay? So in Daniel, uh, verse 1, 12, 1, he says, Thy people, okay? The great prince who standeth for thy people. And uh, I think this covered in uh, John chapter 15 as well, where the resurrection is to eternal life or to eternal damnation. Okay, so this is verified in the New Testament. Back to you. Yeah, this is very serious stuff because yep. we don't die. We go to sleep and then we'll be, be yeah. we awaken. Yeah, so, uh, uh, to, to see, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not getting into the kingdom. Back to you. Yeah, yeah. And then people that has been atheistic, they will realize that you were wrong and you did take the wrong bet. Mm-hmm. You cast the coin on the wrong, wrong horse. Right. Amen. And not believing Okay, number 12, 3 then. And those who have insight shall shine like the brightness of the expanse. And those who led many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Okay, so if you're doing good, if you're being righteous and uh, and have been converting people to the true faith, uh, you are guaranteed a trip to the kingdom. As Ezekiel also says in the, the, the uh, Watchman prophecy, okay? So, I mean, the Bible's very, very clear that uh, brotherly love and uh, teaching uh, other people, uh, setting the example of righteousness, which uh, Brother David Ewing, uh, and, and the reason why I'm, uh, 
I chose this subject to quickly mention to people that David Ewing, who has been on my uh, shows many times in the past, uh, died of a stroke a couple of weeks ago, and we did the memorial service on Wednesday, and he was one of these people who went around quietly preaching in a friendly manner the kingdom and Christian identity to anybody who would listen. And he was one of those workers where where Yahshua says the the harvest is plenteous, but the workers are few. Well, uh, David was one of those. So in memoriam, uh, we're doing this uh, show on death and resurrection. Back to you. Yeah, yeah. And may him uh, rest, in, rest in peace. Uh, and uh, also then um, that uh, you have... A lot of other than Judeo-Christians that believe they do this preaching, that they will get people to the kingdom, but they are the wolves in sheep clothing because they don't teach the truth. They doesn't teach the importance of the law. No, it's done away with. You can do whatever you want. You can eat pig. Or you can you can raise <laughs> me. You can do whatever you want. The law, the, the law is done away with. Uh, right? right? That's what they teach. But... Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, Twelve four. But and I, when I saw this also, Eli, when I read, um, those who have insight shall shine. And mm-hmm. insight, I believe, the CI message to know who is who in the zoo mm-hmm. is that kind of insight. And to know yeah. that the law is not done away with. And I believe this is insight. I don't know. We don't right. have it all, all, I know. But I believe this is insight. This that is so hated by the world, of course, it is. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it reminds me of the week before I was in Florida for a wedding. And I happened to be talking to the groom's mother, and I asked her, well, she was Jew savvy, okay? And so I asked her about, well, she said well, she lives in Phoenix, and they have uh, not Bible study, but discussion groups and, and book reviews, and that she participates in those, and with a lot of Jewish ladies there. And they were doing the Chronicles of Narnia, and uh, as I recall, uh, that's a, a symbol. Uh, the lion in the Chronicles is symbolic of Jesus Christ, okay? And that was obvious to me, <laughs> right, uh, from the little bit of, you know, the movies and, and stuff that I've seen. And uh, so she goes to this discussion group about the book, and, you know, they're, uh, the Jewish ladies are all talking about, oh, this means that and that means this. And she said, oh, wait a minute, this, is, this whole story is about Jesus Christ. He's the lion of Judah, and the Jewish lady said, what? That's not possible. Yeah. That never even occurred to them. All right? Yeah, but isn't that, um, <laughs> is, yeah, uh, because wasn't that author also very Christian? Who yes. Wrote this? He wrote very, and this is, this is kind of the stories that you want to give to your children, that they read those stories, not Jewish stories, <laughs> right. not their wicked way to see it in perversion. You can, this is yeah. beautiful stories. Same with Shakespeare. Um, and I got a question, Hosea Earl asked me about what scripture I read from. I write, read from the Institute for Scripture Research. Um, that's yeah. the Bible version I read from. Yeah, it's simply called The Scriptures uh, from South Africa. The, the Scriptures, yeah. Okay, uh, so let's read Daniel 12.4 then. Um, but you, uh, Daniel, hide the words and seal the book. Until the time of the end, many shall diligently search, and knowledge shall increase. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes? Definitely had that. 
knowledge, but not wisdom. Yeah, knowledge, a lot of knowledge, a lot of uh, spooky, balloony, uh, right. world CDC. Uh, yeah. CDC, zombie lot. apocalypse knowledge, right? <laughs> this is the kind of knowledge we've got. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It will not give you internal life. It won't bless you. No. It is only satanic. And won't give you internal health either. No, it destroy it your health. It yep. Oh, yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel twelve five. Um, then I, Daniel, looked and saw two others standing, one on this bank of the river, and the other on that bank. Okay, mm-hmm. that's metaphorical speaking, and, yeah, and yeah. that's I'm mean, sure yeah. that is meant to. Yeah, the, the world we're in and the world that is to come. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and one said to the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long until the end of these? Wonders. Okay, so these this question was asked around 500 BC, 2,500 years ago, and we all better know the answer by now, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, back to you. Yeah, and I heard the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, and he held up his right hand and his left hand to the heavens, and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for an appointed time, appointed times, and half a time. And when they have ended scattering the power of the set-apart people, then all this shall be completed. Okay, so who are the holy people? As we. Yeah. Has our power been scattered by the Rothschilds? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> you, yeah, I could speak on that for hours, how they have scattered our power, uh, deceived us, tricked us, got us into wars, killing each other as parasites like to take uh, control of the hive and make the the hive, let's say, let's say, talk about bees, the beehive fight against each other instead of fighting against invading, uh, somebody invading the hive. That's what parasites do, and that's what Jews do to us. Uh, endless, endless war, okay? So our power has been scattered because of these endless wars and the money power, etc., etc. Uh, how could it get any worse? Well, COVID makes it worse, right? COVID and the lockdown has made it a lot worse. Back to you. <clears throat> yeah, there's also this in Genesis 3.15, said that it's going to bruise our heel. Isn't mm-hmm. this to bruise our heel, like oh, nagging in our heel, and we have to, have to, yeah, you know, something nags you in your heel, it's very annoying. Yeah, that's you know, like right. Think about it. Yeah. yeah, it's very annoying because you, you need your heels to walk, right? <laughs> and if your heels are bruised, it's tough to walk. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what's happened to our people. We can't walk anymore. We are, we are still, we are standing still. We are being so deceived. Yeah. Bug guys like zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and when I read in the beginning, this I said, this man dressed in linen, that must be Jesus Christ or Yeshua. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then this um, appointed times, uh, appointed times and half a time. That is, I guess, the time span and what the time is here. I, I'm a bit unsure what that what that is. Well, I think that's an oblique reference to the uh, 
2,520 years, uh, starting from 20, uh, 20, uh, so, sorry, 745 B.C. And that's the prophecy in Leviticus 26 that uh, Yahweh said, I will punish my people Israel for seven times. Seven times uh, 360 years is 2,520. Okay, that's the number of years to the foundation of America in 1776 from 74 to 5. So half of that time is the uh, time when uh, the uh, Roman Empire collapsed and there was a break. Uh, but we, we were in the wilderness. Our people were in the wilderness for three and a half times until uh, that break. And then for another three and a half times after the break, total of 2,520 years. So there's a lot of references to these three and a half times, okay? And uh, I think that's just telling us this is uh, the era in which our people Israel will be scattered and build nations in the wilderness uh, getting ready for the kingdom, <laughs> right? So I think there's another mention of three and a half times. There's usually two. So then you add those together and then you get uh, 2,520, okay? So because, uh, the, the, and there's various times in history where the half the time, uh, the, which is what, the half of 25, uh, 2,520, that uh, 1,360, I believe it is, that uh, uh, there's periods, various periods in biblical uh, prophecy that are half that time, okay? All right, back to you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And we got some also from in the chat room, the different, some link for the times and the number of days of the, Daniels from Swamp Fox. Okay, yeah, very good. Thank you. Okay, so 12.8 then. And I heard, but I did not understand. So I said, my master, what is the latter end of these matters? And 12.9. And he said, go, Daniel, for the words are hidden and sealed till the time of the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is very interesting. Uh, essentially, what uh, Daniel 12 is saying is that we will not really understand uh, these prophecies until the very end. Okay, and that's the case because only today, in the last, uh, let's say, last generation or two, has the Christian identity message been propounded uh, for uh, publicized. Okay. Uh, Pastor Sheldon Emery, Wesley Swift, Bertrand Compare, and many others have tried to propound this message to the public, but it's always been suppressed, terribly suppressed. And, of course, the Jews are trying to suppress it today. However, uh, they need the Internet to do their business, and so they have to tolerate us. <laughs> and, and, of course, they don't think we're that important a movement, that big a movement to be a problem to them but uh we'll wait and see we'll wait and see how big a problem we are to them because uh, when when the judgment day comes uh they're not going to like it yeah back to you no we are probably as i said we are probably just a fly or a wasp to the rock child <laughs> right yeah the more bu the more flies buzzing around their heads the better we want to yeah. we want to irritate them back yeah but we are, yeah, that's what we want to do, and that's our business. That's what we should supposed to do. That's our, what Yahweh put us here to do. We shouldn't just sit and lay back and, and just let the world run over us. That's right. Yeah, I've been doing we that do for that. too long anyway, <laughs> right? We need a change yeah. in, in method, a change in technique. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Okay, so 12.10. Many shall be cleansed and made white and refined, mm -hmm. but the wrong shall do wrong, and none of the wrong shall understand, but those who have insight shall understand. Okay, is that clear, folks? The people who don't understand will die in their ignorance. Yeah, unfortunately, that's mm -hmm. what is said. And here also interesting, when last show, when we talked about Laodicea, and that they were all um, clothed in black, here they say right? white. And that is, look today, as you, you and me spoke about after the show, that you can just look, look around. It's black on black all the time. People right. use black. Yeah, because they're mourning, and they're, you know, the. There's nobody going out on dates, right? So uh, a woman looks in her closet, all these uh, fluffy clothes and bright uh, spring colors, and well, I'm not going to wear that. Why should I? Why should I even worry about w what colors I wear? I'll just wear my black leotards and go out and do that and come back home. So black is the color of choice for today. Yeah, and it's, and it's also interesting that I um, spoke with, um, as I told you, also, a Jewish man told me that, that yeah, it covers your, it covers your spot, it covers your, not sin, but he said, it covers your, if you spill something on yourself. Right, right, right. You can't see the stains <laughs> if you're wearing black. Right. Mm -hmm. But Yahweh sees your sin stains, no doubt about that. Okay. It does. Mm -hmm. so we need to work by ourselves. We get we get righteousness. So we can get rid of the sins in our lives. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's why we have him, and he is loving and kinding, and he will help us always. Yeah. yeah. You can also wear dark brown in case you spill coffee on yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, these are dark times. That's the symbolism. Dark times. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, we can also look at politicians, those, those, uh, those <laughs> right. politicians, always dress black. All right, right. Street, strong except uh, except uh, Deborah Burks, she, she wears these uh, uh, scarves around her neck that are all multicolored. Uh, okay. But I think she's bowed out. I think she's bowed out of the movement entirely. Uh, I'm not sure. So somebody told me about that. Uh, we can maybe check on that during the show. But back to you. Okay. Uh, 12, 11 then. And from the time that uh, which is continual is taken away, and the abominations that lays waste is set up, yeah. is 1,290 days. Okay, so that's a, a prophecy from the that Antiochus Epiphanes uh, sacrificed a pig on the altar. Okay, so that's a very, very specific prophecy that we don't have time to get into, but... Uh, Swamp Fox posted a link to an analysis of these prophetic uh, times. Okay, so if you want to click on that link, it'll explain that to you. Back to you. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. And mm -hmm. um, 12, blessed is he who is waiting earnestly and come to the 1,335 days. Okay, you have but, to have patience. It's very uh, simply, metaphorically, it means you have to be patient, okay? So, uh, 290, is there another 40, another 45 days. So, uh, maybe we can uh, do a show on these time, time periods uh, very specifically. That would be fun. Back to you. Yeah, that could be good for me. So, I learn it, learn it, learn it more, of course. I learn a lot by doing these shows with you. Amen. Me too. <laughs> okay. Okay, the last verse, 12, 13. But you go your way till the end, 
and rest and arise to your lot at the end of the day. Okay, so it's very clear that uh, we're preaching those of uh, those who have died and uh, are waiting for the resurrection. Some will be resurrected unto eternal life, others unto eternal damnation. Okay, that's a very consistent theme within Scripture. It's not true, as the Judeo churches say, that Jesus loves everybody and everybody will be forgiven and saved. There is no such, uh, no such teaching in Scripture, folks. Absolutely none. Okay. Isn't it also uh, scriptural that those 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 lying pastors will be haunted <laughs> down by their own children? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think that's getting ready to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen pretty soon when the yeah, false prophet is exposed. Done. Yeah, yeah, what they have done and doing and sitting and doesn't tell them that hey, the law is important, or that there are and literal seed lines. Not yes. even saying that. Oh, it's only spiritual. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. Yes. Spiritual Israelites. <laughs> and the Bible no. says the spiritual man is mad. He's crazy. He's insane. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're taking spirituality a little too far. All right. Let's go to Luke chapter 20. Luke, number chapter 20. Oh. Okay. So start off from number one then and go on. Okay, so this is Luke 21. And it came to be on one of those days, as he was teaching the people in the set-apart place and bringing the good news that the chief priest and the scribes together with the elders came up. Oh, here we have the priest and the, I guess, yeah. scribes, maybe our lawyers. <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we have a lot of those today, too, uh, all deceiving the people. It's all deception. And whenever the scribes and Pharisees approached Yahshua, it was for the purpose of uh, grilling him and uh, trying to entrap him in saying something they could accuse him of, you know, of uh, making false statements, and they could accuse him and bring him before the court, right? And that's the only time they ever approached him. So, uh, and, and Yahshua knew their tactics and could read their minds and was ready for, uh, always giving a good answer that they couldn't, uh, uh, and sometimes a metaphorical answer that they could not accuse him of anything wrong, okay? So he, he was always ready for him. Okay, verse 2. Yeah, what do they expect? What do they expect? Only living God. Yeah, right. When he walks the earth as Yeshua, what do they expect? That they can fool him? That the devil can fool him? Right. Well, well remember those Jewish ladies who didn't know about the Lion of Judah, <laughs> right? These Pharisees were clueless about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are, and we are mm-hmm. we are among the one that are in the neck of our enemies by doing this. This is yes. for me a way to be in the neck of our enemies. That is prophesied right. of Judah, of Yehuda, what mm-hmm. he should do, and that's what we need to do. Right. Yes, um, and spoke to him, saying, Say to us, by what authority are you doing this? Or who is he who gave you this authority? Oh, authorities. Yeah, That's right. word. Oh, you don't have the authority to do some plumbing. You cannot do that. You need a license. <laughs> well, by what All authority do, do they make us get the shot? Yeah, exactly. The, not by lawful authority. There's no, no law. Deceptive. Yeah. 
assumed authority. Well, that, that's what the Pharisees are guilty of because they're Edomites who have assumed authority over Judah thanks to the Roman occupation because they were partners. Herod was partner with the Romans in occupying Judea and putting the yeah. Judahites under, under their thumb. Oh, yeah. That's, and he also killed the one that did, uh, that did yeah, rebel against him, that put <laughs> right. down this big, this big eagle upon the temple that do street right. that, that right. tore it down. Right. Now, now, he could have said the same thing back to them. By what authority do you uh, have the office that you claim to, uh, claim to have? Who gave oh, it yeah. to you? Yeah. Well, the true answer would be Herod and the Romans, not God. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Same as in the today. Who gives them the authority? <laughs> right. The yeah, there you go. It's not God that have given them this authority. They gave it through, to themselves. That's right. And again, nothing is new under the sun, as Solomon once said. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, 23 then. And he ans answering uh, said to them, I shall ask you one question too, and answer me. The invention of Johanna, was it from heaven or from men? Um, and they debate among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven... He shall say, then, why did you not believe him? But if we say, from men, all the people shall stone us, <laughs> for they are persuaded that Joanna was a prophet. Yeah. Okay, so let's get our stones ready. <laughs> all right? We need to start stoning these Pharisees. Yeah, and this is also typical of how they are, conspiring and think, mm. what can we do? And trying to think ahead. Right. Yeah. So th they were uh, totally confounded by this question. Uh, the, the question that Yahshua asked of them put them in a difficult spot because they realized, well, we, we can't say yes or no without, or damned if we do, damned if we don't. Um, this in Swedish is called uh, rev sucks. Okay. It's a uh, trap. You put them in a trap. Whatever right. you do, you will, you will get blamed. You will get... Um, you will yep. get um, badly wounded by it, mm -hmm. however you do. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he did now here. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Okay, okay. so, uh, 27 then. And they answered that they did not know from where it was. <laughs> they actually admitted they didn't know something, right? That, oh, that's yeah. confounding the Pharisees big time. Oh, yeah. And Yeshua said to them, Neither do I say to, to you by what authority I do these. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, they should know. Well, they can't know because they're Edomites. They have no connection with the kingdom, with God, with heaven, or anything like that. They just don't. They they're, have a materialistic existence. And, and, and it's true that uh, the Jewish people do not believe in an afterlife. They think this is the only life. That's why they're so greedy. In this life, they want to have it all because this is their only chance. Yeah, and then they are sent to the, their father. Amen. Down there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. Okay, shall I continue? Yep. Okay, so this is the parable of the wicked uh, tenants. Um, Luke 29. And he began to speak this parable to the people. A certain man planted a vineyard and leased it 
to farmers and went away for a long time. And at harvest time, he sent a servant to the farmers um, to give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the farmers beat him and sent oh. him away empty-handed. Mm. Okay. Okay, so mm. the, the, the servant, that uh, this is obviously Yahweh, is the, is the owner of the farm. Okay, he, the planter of the vineyard. And he, he sends servants, namely prophets, to uh, the people to see, you know, how's the harvest going? And they killed him. All right, this is, this is uh, what's going on here. And very often we find in Scripture that when the Israelites wanted to stone their own prophets, it was at the uh, urging of the Edomites you know, in the neighboring countries or that uh, were doing business with them. Okay, and because he says, you're guilty in Matthew chapter 23, he uh, says to the Edomites, you're guilty of the murders of all the prophets from, from the beginning till the end. Okay, so the, when we deal uh, with Jews, with Edomites, we have to be really careful not to get involved with them in any way. Okay, if you have to do business with a Jew, make it quick and, uh, and then uh, go, go your way. Okay. Yeah, they will. They will try to kill you. They want to hurt you. They want to do right. whatever. They they will never, never, always stay good-hearted. Even just do it just to deceive you even more. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, careful. unfortunately, our nations have not gone by this uh, maxim. They have been uh, borrowers to Jewish lenders since uh, you know, well, so, since uh, Genesis three fifteen. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, and this is also so telling if you look at the prophets, how they were uh, handled. The same as when they say, when we try to do this work, are we well welcomed when we say those words to our brothers and sisters? Well, no. not much. Not me either. <laughs> no, 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 because uh, there are is Israelites who don't want to accept uh, blame for anything. And so, and this is part of the message of Christian identity. Hey, we need to repent. We need to be uh, more loving and kind to our brethren and not be, uh, you know, angry with them and all you know these internecine wars that our people have had amongst themselves even though most of them are prompted by the jews we always fall for it we always fall for it you know the civil war world war one world war two vietnam it's all stuff should never have happened should never have happened back to you same as these idiots mm-hmm. yeah right this is a new warfare this is just yeah, another form of warfare yeah, exactly. It's medical warfare. Yes, it is. Okay, uh, Luke twenty eleven, And again, he sent another servant, and they beat him too, and <laughs> maltreated him, and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent a third, and they wounded him too, and cast him out. So whenever Yahweh sends a prophet to, uh, you know, uh, adjudicate or judge the people to see how how's the harvest going they kill him or, or throw him out and this has happened to all every single prophet in the old testament was maltreated even by the israel people yeah their own people we are our own worst enemy mm-hmm. we are that's so um, oh we are pathetic yeah right yeah we're saved what do we care about prophets <laughs> oh yeah okay 2013, and the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I shall send my son, the beloved. They might 
respect him when they see him. Hmm. But when the farmers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the hare. Come, the let heir. us kill him. The heir. The heir. The, the, heir is, the, heir. Uh, the H is silent in English. <laughs> this is okay. the heir. Come, let us kill him so that the inheritance becomes ours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, this sounds like uh, yep. Edomites. Yep, yep, we're getting close. <laughs> Okay. Um, and they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Uh, what then shall the owner of the vineyard do to them? He shall come and destroy those farmers and give the vineyard to others. And having heard, they said, let it not be. Yeah, he's talking, you know, these are the scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees who are listening. They said, no, that should never happen, right? That okay. will happen. Yeah. Uh, but he looked at them and said, What then is this that has been written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And that's a reference to Psalm 118.22. Okay. Um, Everyone who falls on the stone shall be broken, but on whom, whomever it falls, he shall be pulverized. Wow, pulverized, right? So they didn't get it. He was talking about them, that they're, they're going to kill the Messiah thinking they're doing good, right? Well, it's, it's, it's self-serving. For Edomites, it's always self-serving, okay? So he was actually talking about them, and they didn't get it. But uh, apparently the audience here, uh, it's also, remember Yahshua preached to mixed audiences, okay? There were Edomites, but there were primarily Israelites of the house of Judah, you know, Judah and Benjamin. So the people said, well, God forbid that something like that should never happen. Uh, and so this is probably the Israelites responding honestly that something like this should never happen. But the scribes and Pharisees would have understood he was talking about them. <laughs> They're the ones who killed the Son of God. Back to you. Yes, and this is something they, they I guess they can't get that out of the scriptures because they said that the blood will be on us. Yes. So they, they can't, but I think they didn't Mel Gibson do a, do a movie, Passion of the Christ, where they try to, where they remove that. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still in the subtitles, I understand. I haven't seen the movie, but they, they took the verbal passage out the, the, the words yeah. spoken by the actor were removed yeah okay so now we have paying taxes to Caesar is the next one um, this is Luke 2019 and the chief priest and the scribe sought to lay hands on him in the same hour but they feared the people for they knew that he had spoken this parable against them okay they, they understood he was talking about them. They're the murderers. They're the ones who killed the uh, the representatives of God. Okay? Yeah, from evil until Zechariah and onward. So they weren't that dense that they didn't understand. Back to you. Yeah. And keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be righteous to catch him 
in a word in order to deliver him to the rule and to the authority of the governor. Oh, that sounds like today. <laughs> yes, isn't it? right. They send spies in among us to, to feel us out. Uh, like, uh, uh, well, Alex Jones pretending to be a constitutional conservative when he, he's surrounded by Jews every day of the week and in, even in his bed. Okay? Pretense. And so you subscribe to his channel and you get on the list. <laughs> okay? We're being spied upon constantly by these people. Yeah. That's also, I guess, why they're sending shields also. Right? And, yeah, shills and, uh, and uh, cell phones. They're spying on us with our cell phones. They're, they're having a record of everything we do and say on our cell phones and also on the Internet. Yeah. But we have a Heavenly Father that protects us, so I have no... Uh, well, mm-hmm. we do to work off. Yeah, work we don't worry about it. Yeah, and it's also said that do do uh, do my prophet no harm, and her and is that also one of the saying that Yahweh has? Yes. So um, they they can't touch us, because then terrible things will happen to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm ninety-one. Yeah. You, you have to be righteous though to earn that designation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Luke 20.21, so they asked him, saying, Teachers, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you are not uh, partial to any, but teach the way of Elohim truly. It is right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Yeah, it's a question, right. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or no? And so this is, uh, you know, just another trick question. All right, and and he gives a trick answer <laughs> yet again. Yeah. Okay. But perceiving their craftiness, he said to them, "Why do you try try me? Mm-hmm. Show me um, denarius, whose likeness and inscription does it have?" And they answered, "Said Caesar's." And he said to them. Then give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to Elohim what is Elohim's. And they were unable to catch him in a saying in the in the right. presence of the in the presence of the people. Right. And marvel at his answer, they were silent. Amen. Well, they were the ultimate servants of Caesar, because Caesar put them into power. So who are they? Who are they to ask such a question? Okay, so and this goes to you know our taxes even today. You know who do, to whom do we owe taxes? We owe tithes to Yahweh, but we don't owe taxes to anybody. We don't. That's why the the tax protest movement has always been by constitutional white conservatives. Always okay, and we get persecuted when we resist this unlawful taxation. Back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's Uh-oh. continue then. Uh-oh. Here's the big one. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I lost contain here. I'm in John 3. I should be in Luke 20. All right. Yeah. Back to you. Back to you. 2027. 20, Sadducees ask about the resurrection. Aha. Some okay. Here, here's the business we came to discuss. Resurrection. Yeah. And some of the Sadducees 
who deny that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, uh, Moshe wrote to us that if a, man, if a man's brother dies, having a wife, and he dies childless, his brother should take his wife and raise up offsprings for his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's from Deuteronomy 25, 5. Um, now, there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died childless. And the second took her uh, as wife, and he died childless. Uh, wait, oh. And the third took her, and in the same way, the seven also. And they left no children and died. Sounds like a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> Can't be a happy ending to this. <laughs> all right. No. And the last of all, the women died too. Um, at the resurrection then, whose wife does she become? For the seven had her as a wife. Oh, this is also the finding they... Yeah. Do, they have yeah, a very... Another trick question. But this, the Sadducees were Israelites. Uh, well-to-do Israelites who had become agnostic and even atheistic and, you know, poo-pooed the Torah. Okay. Yeah. And Yeshua answered, said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in, in marriage. But those who are counted worthy of attaining that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are they given in marriage. So we become like angels again, right? And we could say at least that much. Okay. Well, and then please continue. Uh, for neither is it possible for them to die anymore because they are like messengers and are sons of Elohim, being sons of the resurrection. Okay. All right. Very good. So we will not die once we have achieved this resurrection. Isn't that good enough for you guys? <laughs> All right. Okay, back to you. Um, but that the dead are raised, even Moshe um, showed at the bush when he called Yahweh the Elohim of Abraham and the Elohim of um, Isaac. Yitzhak. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah. I, this is Yitzhak is Hebrew. Right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Yitzhak. And the Elohim of Jacob. And now he is not the Elohim of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. And some of the scribes answered, said, Teachers, you have spoken well. And they were not bold enough to question him anymore. <laughs> right, okay. It's not worth it asking him any questions. He always reads our minds and knows the correct answer to say, right? So we just can't trick this guy. Just can't trick him. All right. A few more verses. Yes. Um, Luke twenty forty one, And he said to them, How do you... Now, how do they say that the Messiah is the son of David? For David himself said in the book of um, uh, Tehillim. Psalms, yes. The book of Psalms. 
Yahweh said to my master, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool of your feet. Okay. We're waiting yeah. for that. <laughs> and it's getting ready to happen. All his enemies will be his footstool. Yes, and that is from yes. Psalms 110.1. Okay. David then calls him master. How is he then his son? Okay. Well, um, he is, in the book of Revelation, it's explained. He is the, uh, the or, uh, I'm paraphrasing, the origin and the offspring of David. Okay. He is both. He created the race of which David is a part, and he beca he became David's offspring through the genealogies. Back to you. Yeah. Okay. The line of Judah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, last one then. Beware of the scribes. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> this is Luke twenty forty five, And in the hearing of all the people, he said to his taught ones, Beware of the scribes who like to walk in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces and the best seat in the congregations and the best places at feasts. Is he describing Catholic priests, bishops and popes or Jews? Rabbis? Both of them, I guess. Both, that's right. Who devour widows. Ooh. Houses and for a show make long prayers, they shall receive greater judgment. Oh, okay, all right. Any questions? What's going to happen to the scribes and Pharisees? Okay, they have earned yeah. the, they, have, they have their reward in this life, but they're not getting any reward in the kingdom. Greater damnation, yeah, they are. Okay. They are white sepulchre. They are they are good looking as on the outside, but inside they are dead man's bones. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I am the root and the offspring, root and branch. So he he created our race, and he is the offspring of our race by uh, incarnating. Okay. So before when was the before the foundation of the world? Well, let's not get into metaphysics here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and if, yeah, and Swamp Fox is uh, quoting Ephesians one four. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And, and uh, there's many teachings by Paul on this, namely that we Israelites, our souls were created even before the world was created. Okay, because uh, this was God's plan all along. That uh, he knew that evil would come into the world, and he had a plan that uh, we, his offspring, that some of us were in uh, in existence, let's say, in embryo, but not in physical reality, in the, in the spirit, that we should incarnate so as to be his uh, Yahshua's disciples. Okay, that is what, what that prophecy is all about. Okay, all right. Yeah. So so let's get into the article and see. Uh, what uh, if the, the a mainstream Judeo Christian pastor has any clue <laughs> about what we just discussed? All right, and so I'll put the link back into the chat room. Ten key Bible verses on death 
and resurrection. And let's see what, uh, there's no, it's Crossway, crossway.org, no author given. Okay. Um, and uh, Eli, I guess also this message flies in the face with Judeo Christians because we say that this is an exclusive message that you have to be born from above. That's and right. And that is not born again that they won't say, oh, everybody can be born again. And then they have those, those uh, very strange uh, stories about what happened. No, yeah. it doesn't happen. You have to be born from above to Amen. be able to, to, to return where you came from. If you're born from above, you, from, if you're born, you born back. down here, yeah. you can't go yeah. back. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah, Nicodemus just misunderstood what he was saying, right? And uh, but of yeah. course, they don't understand. And they're like Nicodemus. They don't understand what he's saying, all right? Okay, 10 key Bible verses on death and resurrection. Let's see what they have to say. Okay. So, he trampled over death by death. Um, God's words paints a picture of a future when death will be um, swallowed up in Christ's victory on the cross and where believers will live eternal, internally uh, with him. Um, Lord, hasten the days. Hasten the days. Right. Be, he, he even be heartened to hope in what's uh, to come by reading the following scriptures uh, with commentary from the uh, ESV Study Bible. Okay, so one important mistake he made in the first sentence is where he says, where believers will live eternally with him. No, the covenant message says only uh, the wise, as Daniel told us, only those who have insight and really understand the scriptures, namely the covenant message, the exclusivity of the covenant message, those will enter into the kingdom with him. Okay? Uh, there's also verses that say that uh, non-Israelites can enter the kingdom, but not given eternal life. They will simply continue to exist in a, uh, you know, a, a more pleasant environment without disease and death. Uh, but uh, they, they may... Uh, they may still continue to die because they're not guaranteed e eternal life, okay? That's only guaranteed to the 144,000 of Israel who uh, return to be the, uh, how should we put it, the representatives of the kingdom on this planet when it's finally established, okay? Back to you. Yeah, and just think about how mm, when he formed our souls way back, yeah, before, before the foundation of the world, he shows you will lie. Me put down me here in the end time. So yes, I'm just wondering. Well, what? Come on, we have David, we have Solomon, but then we do this work. It's like yeah, right. I guess you get you know what you're doing. Of course, yeah, right? Yeah, he better know what he's doing. <laughs> right? We're all in trouble. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's very humbling to know that that he shows us before the foundation of the world to do this work. Yeah. In these well, times, in, in those, and the times that our prophets wanted to see. Yeah, because we, yeah. we are in the main uh, believe that we will see Yeshua's return. Amen. And it's only the remnant, only a remnant of Israel will survive to you know be part of the kingdom. The the the, the theme of the remnant runs throughout Scripture, because the Israelites were judged uh, by by Yahweh many many times, but always a remnant was there to survive and keep the faith. Back to you. Yeah, and I just read what Swamp Fox said here. Think about it. 
you were chosen to be part of a plan that goes back to before the foundation of the world. You must be special. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but uh, you said the magic word. You said humble. It's a very humbling realization because it's also a responsibility. We're not to you know pump our chests like the monkeys do and say, oh, we're you know we're big deal, we're big shots, we're big deals. You know, no, uh, you have to live up to the uh, the righteousness that uh, he created for us to uh, you know the the example of righteousness set by Moses, set by Yahshua, set by David. Although David was a sinner too, he lived up to it. Back to you. Yeah, he, he were, and I guess he he has, um, I guess the first children he had with Bathsheba did die, and then right. also all his other offspring they did die. It was Solomon that became the king after yeah. all of this, mm -hmm. and and this is is known by by reading extra biblical texts, by reading Flavius Cephas, where he talks about this. Yes. Yeah. So this is kind of and very that he say that that Solomon that was the latest one that you will be king. I mean this should be latest offspring, but he is not the latest one. And then the, all all the other one disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so amazing when you read this and see how how he works in our lives and how he were all. It's so amazing everything he does. Yes, the whole Bible is amazing. The prophecies that have come true, the the entire message of Scripture is utterly amazing there's no no book like it anywhere else no no other people has anything similar uh no religion uh comes other religion than christianity true christianity comes anywhere close to having any of these messages and prophecies it's incomparable back to you yes it is yeah let's continue so now he has quoted john 11 and 25 until 26 Jesus said to her, Am I the resurrection and the life? Whoever believes in me, um, through he dies, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Okay, now this was spoken to the woman at the well who was a Syrophoenician. She was an Aramite, an Aramean, which is a kinsman of Yahshua. Okay, the whoever is not the universal whoever that uh, people falsely believe. And when I say that, uh, it's like the, the three musketeers. When they say all for one and one for all, <laughs> uh, are they talking about their enemies as well? When they say that? No, he's only talking about Israelites here. Okay, everyone who, every Israelite who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So she was an Israelite living in Syrian territory. Okay. Unlike the Canaanite woman in a different chapter uh, who, to whom he says, I cannot give you the children's bread. I cannot give to you what is promised only to the children of Israel. Big contrast here. And these, these um, universalists never quote uh, Matthew fifteen twenty four. Uh that uh, he cannot give the children's bread away to non-Israelites. Okay, they will never quote that passage. Back to you. Oh, again, it's they they just quote they and um, same believe in me, and then they believe. Oh, I believe in Jesus, and then they they only yeah. have this goofy, goofy feelings and rolling around. <laughs> well, is that what it said? Well, <laughs> no. I think also. How do you love me? Keep my commandments. Amen. 
But they doesn't quote that. They doesn't quote that. Then they say, oh, you want to go under the law again. Oh, the law yeah. kills. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Matthew fifteen twenty four. But he answered the Canaanite woman and said, I am not sent but unto the exiled sheep of the house of Israel. Those are the only people to whom I am sent. And you cannot universalize the, the words I speak. Back to you. Yeah, and the exiled Israelites, who are they? They yeah. were the dispersion. Yeah, they were the, that's uh, us. They quote, quote, the heathen, the one that you say, oh, the heathen. Well, the heathen is the dispersion. It is, um, it is said in, when you look up the word, it said ethnos. It is brothers. Right. So, but still, yeah. they doesn't want to quote that. The nation of Israel. Amen. Okay, yeah. let's see how okay. else this guy goes wrong. <laughs> Let's continue. Sorry for. We're, we're uh, picking on him. <laughs> Jesus that, uh, does not merely say that he will bring about the resurrection or that he will be the cause of the resurrection, both of which are true, but something much, uh, much stronger. I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrections from the dead and genuine eternal life in fellowship with God are so closely tied to Jesus that they are embodied in him and can be found only in relationship to him. Therefore, uh, believe in me implies personal trust in Christ. Okay, so Their far so good. That's all, that's all true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the proposition translated in uh, in is striking for Eos ordinarily means into, giving okay, so, the stem. Okay, he's talking about the Greek word ice, E-I-S, which has, I. you know, it's a very generic uh, preposition, can mean in, into, uh, it can mean various uh, things. It can be translated many ways. He says it ordinarily means into, uh, giving the sense that the genuine faith in Christ uh, brings people into Christ is what he's saying here. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, please, uh, yeah, please repeat that. Uh, I, I broke into it to try to find out what he means. Okay, back to you. Yeah, the proposition translated in is striking for ice, ordinarily means into, giving the sense that genuine faith in Christ, uh, in a sense, brings people into Christ so that they rest in a in and become united with Christ. Yeah, but uh, only uh, I come not but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. <laughs> Back to you. And then they have reference here. This same expression is found in John 3.16, um, 18, 30, 18 and 36, John 6.35, John 7.38, and John 12.44, until 46, and John 14.12, and 1 John 5.10. Yeah, where, where the subject is Israel. <laughs> All right, back to you. Yeah, that's a common, that's the important to remember. Yeah. Um, the aim, the I am statement here represents a claim to deity. Now that is interesting. Uh, I have never heard a Judeo-Christian minister or theologian uh, make this statement that the I am, whenever Jesus says I am, He's actually referring to uh, Yahweh the Father and himself, you know, because they are one in the Spirit. So that's very good. That's very perceptive. Uh, very, very few Judeo-Christians would make such a statement. Okay? Very interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, lives refers to those who have spiritual life now. 
and see note on John uh, 3.36. Those who believe shall never die in that they will ultimately triumph over death. Yeah, but you have to obey the commandments and have faith in Jesus Christ. And that's uh, Revelation 12.17. But that book is written exclusively to Israel and to no other people. It's all about Israel. So the whole Bible is all about Israel. Okay? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a quote from John 14, 1 to 3. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. Okay, so he's got the language correct, but he's got the wrong people. <laughs> right? So, uh, that that's a very important verse because it's telling us you know, he, he is preparing a place for us in the kingdom, obviously, and that he will come again. We're, yes. we're waiting. We're waiting, Yeshua. What's, what's taking you so long? <laughs> All right. Okay, please yeah. continue. Uh, believing God is translated as an imperative or command, but the Greek could also be renders as a statement. Quote, you believe in God, end quote. The imperative is probably better in light of the previous sentence. That's correct. What trouble the the disciples in Jesus' imminent departure, and then see John uh, 13.36, quote, believe, end quote, in keeping the Old Testament usage, i.g., Isaiah 28.16, denote personal relational trust. But there was never any sense in the Old Testament that the word believe means mere belief. It always means trusting in Yahweh's laws and the promises and the covenants, etc., etc., okay? Believe in Old Testament usage is exclusive to Israel, not to the rest of the world. Back to you. Yeah, but he's only, what I was reacting at, is he only saying believe. He never goes into the uh, the importance of the law. He only says you just need to believe, mm-hmm. then you're safe. Right. So he doesn't throw the full, full swing, what I see. Right. That's what I react um, in light of the context, Jesus going to the Father, more reference to John 13, 1, number 3, John 14, 28. Uh, it is best to understand my father's house, yeah, quote, my father's house, end quote, as referring to heaven. In keeping with this image, the many rooms or, uh, quote, dwelling places, Gikyun, uh, uh, moon, moon, are places to live within the large houses. The translation, quote, rooms, end quote, is not meant to convey the idea of small spaces, but only to keep consistency uh, to the metaphor of heaven as God's, quote, house, end quote. Mm-hmm. In a similar passage, Jesus speaks of his followers being received into the, quote, eternal dwellings, end quote. That is from Luke 69 and 1 Corinthians 2.9. Mm-hmm. 
Well, okay, so mere belief, you can be a, a sinner and be a believer at the same time, okay? Let me quote Revelation twenty-one twenty-seven, And there shall in no wise enter into it, that is the kingdom, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So liars, deceivers, uh, abominators, they will not enter the kingdom, but they could still be believers. How many Judeo-Christians believe in Jesus but still are guilty of all these sins? Okay, belief is not enough. Back to you. No, no, it's not. You need to also to have work. Yes. <coughs> okay, so let's continue then. This is then 1 Corinthians 15.26-27 and 54 until 57. So he left out something here, so we see. Yeah. Um, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For um, God has put all the things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that uh, he is expected to put all things in subjections under him. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, reminiscent of the verse in Daniel that uh, everything will be, you know, the enemy will be his footstool. All right? And it will soon become his footstool. Back to you. Yeah, I'm aiming through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the uh, perish Hybel puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immorality, Immortality, then, immortality, not immorality. <laughs> uh, immor, immor, immortality. Then um, shall come to pass the saying that is written, um, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Okay, yeah. A lot of poets have uh, copied those verses. <laughs> right? Death be yeah. not proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks um, be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's they have here with the law, but here they say that you only need believes in Jesus, and you're, you, know, you can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, that's what the antinomians teach. They're not getting into the kingdom. Okay. No. Um, when believers are finally resurrected from the dead, the destruction of death will be complete. Mm-hmm. When so, Israel is finally resurrected from the dead, then the destruction of death will be complete. Back to you. Yes. So, 1 Corinthians uh, um, fifteen forty-nine until 52. Just as we have uh, borne the image of the man of dust, We shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. I tell you this, brother, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the um, perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. Uh, In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. Okay, so that's the resurrection of the living and the dead. 
those who qualify for the kingdom. There's a qualification. <laughs> it's not automatic. As this guy is trying to imply to anybody who believes in Jesus, whatever that means, okay, what does it mean to people who don't believe the law? What can it possibly mean? It means nothing. All right, back to you. No, because then you don't have an action. You don't have any, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the overcomers. You have to be an overcomer. Mm-hmm. As a, even as an Israelite, you have to be an overcomer. If you're not overcoming the evils of this world, you're part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's contrast between natural and, quote, spiritual, end quote, is contrast between that which is temporal alive and that which has an internal existence with God. And that is from 1 Corinthians 2, 14 until 3. Uh, what? Uh, it must be 3. 3, uh, three, 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 yeah. three, three yeah. Bless you. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, starting from Genesis 2 7, Paul explains that God created Adam from dust and animated him with breath. Christ, however, is the last Adam, and his resurrection gave him spiritual and therefore imperishable body. That is from Philippians 3 21. And by, quote, spiritual body, Paul does not mean. An immaterial body, but a body animated and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, our uh, our immortal bodies will be of a totally different character. Uh, they will be, yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe he's correct in saying it will not be an immaterial body, but it will definitely be, um, you know, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit will be part of us, but. As he said previously, the uh, a sinful person cannot inherit such a body. Okay, it will be uh, we'll be able to walk through walls. <laughs> we'll be able to travel through outer space, etc., etc. It's going to be an amazingly different world that our bodies are going to inhabit. So they won't be material in the sense that you know we understand now the, the limitations, the the diseases, etc., etc. We won't have any of that. Back to you. Yeah, and what I also react as you said that God created Adam from the dust. Yes, and then that Christ was the last Adam. Well, we are Adamites, so Amen. that can't. That can't be correct. What you said there. Yeah. So let's continue. Corruptible bodies, flesh and blood, cannot inherit the kingdom. Hence. The need for resurrection. Christians who are alive at the time of the resurrection will be transformed to that their bodies become a spiritual and immortal life. The bodies of those who are resurrected from the dead. Okay. Well, not all Christians. <laughs> Only those who qualify. See, he's he's leaving out the qualifications. He's he's trying to he's preaching universalism. Anybody who believes in Christ. No matter how imperfect that belief is, is guaranteed. He's guaranteeing the kingdom to those, I don't know, uh, you know those lukewarm, <laughs> those lukewarm Laodicean Christians. That's what he's doing. Yeah. And they're going to spew it out. <laughs> right? So, 
Okay, now we have quotes from uh, Philippians 1, 20 and 21. Um, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that which fall um, courage now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, uh, whether by life or by death, for to me to live in Christ and to die, die is gain. Okay. So now Christ was sinless, was he not? Yes, he was. The only one that was sinless. Mm -hmm. So how would, it be, how would we honor him? That is, to, in preparation for the wedding feast of the Lamb, the book of Revelation, make your robes white. That's metaphorical language for repent. And repent totally so that you qualify for the kingdom. All right, that's the only way. Mere belief will not get you there. Yeah, that's that's um, that's what <laughs> what we need to do. And uh, um, the crucial yeah. thing for Paul is not life or death; it is maintaining the faithful witness to Christ. Quote or by death. End quote indicates that Paul hopes to honor Christ even in the way he eventually dies. Very good. Paul's life is not a matter of seeking his own comfort or advancement. It is all about seeking the advancement of Christ's kingdom. To live is um, tantamount to serving Christ. Amen. In fact, yeah, that's good. Yeah. In fact, to die should be uh, seen as gain because it would mean that Paul would be uh, freed from his trouble-filled life on earth to rejoice in Christ. Christ's presence. Yeah, but if you die a sinner, uh, as Jesus says, and as, as uh, uh, Daniel said, when we're resurrected, it'll be either to eternal life or to eternal damnation. All right? It's, yeah. it's one or the other. And he, he, this author is totally ignoring the prophecy that says you, know, you will be resurrected to one or the other. Yeah, okay. it's a fail and pass test. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, so we have now Philippians um, 3, 20 and 21. But our citizens is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And, um, Subject. Quote, Subject, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, he's the king, we are the subjects. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we like this, I guess, this is also with the clay pot. We cannot really uh, say anything when the makers want to change stuff in us. Right, <laughs> right. Who are you to argue against the creator God, Yahweh? Uh, does he, uh, let's see, I don't think he talks about that. Yeah, that's too deep for him, I think. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah, okay. Quote, transform our lonely body is, uh, body uh, to be like his glorious body, end quote. That echoes with Philippians 2, 5-11. Those who follow Christ's example of service will share in his vindication. What, about, what about sinlessness? What about that example? He doesn't See, mention it. He's making it sound so easy. It's not easy. No. It is hard. This is hard. This is yep. not easy in any way. 
perfection will come only at the resurrection. And here we have some quote from Philippians 3.11 until 12, 1 Corinthians 15.12 until 28. And quote, to subject all things to himself, end quote, is messianic language drawn from the Old Testament. Yes, it is. And that is, mm-hmm. and that is from then Psalms 8.6 and Psalms 110.1. Okay, I think we could do one more quotation here. We have about five yeah. minutes left. Mm-hmm. Okay, so second, this is Second Timothy one eight until ten. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his uh, prisoner. Of course, he but means there. that meta- he means that metaphorically, right? <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah. Uh, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us um, to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purposes and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested uh, through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immorality to well, life. Immortality. <laughs> you, you, you want to leave out that T. Big difference, right? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. And immor- immortality uh, to light through the gospel. I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah, yet again, Yahshua said, I cannot give to Canaanites or any non-Israelites what belongs to the children. But the covenant message runs through the entire Bible, okay? And it cannot be changed. And uh, Paul says in Galatians many times, chapter 3, that the promises made to Abraham cannot be annulled. Cannot be annulled, nor can they be changed. Yes. Okay. Um, These verses summarize the gospel for which God's servants suffer. They are a reminder of the power of God on whom Christian relay. Paul's exalted language suggests he is also arguing that such a glorious message is worthy of their suffering. Yes. Uh, Yes, it is. Amen to that. Paul contrasts works which do not save, which God's purpose and grace, which brings life. In the pastoral uh, epistles, Paul often describes both God the Father and God the Son as Savior of their people. Yes. And here we have some... Quotation here from 1 Timothy 1 1 and 1 Timothy 2 3 and 4 10 and Titus 1 3 unto 4 and 2 10, 2 13, 3 4 and 6. Okay, uh, uh, one word here about the works and grace. Uh, uh, Paul also says, and he doesn't quote that, that uh, you're your service should result in good works, unto good works. And uh, they try to say that w- good works are, are not of any value whatsoever. No, your, your faith should result in good works. If it doesn't, then, uh, then you don't have the right faith. Okay? The faithfulness of the service. Back to you. Yeah, the works uh, only, yeah, work that, yeah. Um, that proves the man, would you say. Um, it's always easy to do the good talk, you know. Right. It's easy to talk. Talk is cheap. Yeah, okay. So, 
let's analyze the, the Judeo-Christian world. And obviously, he's a universalist. He's, he's got to be a Judeo-Christian. How are they doing? What kind of example are they following? To, they to, give a lot of examples to the Jewish state Israel. <laughs> right? Are they making the world a better place? No. Ask no. the Palestinians. Yeah, ask the Palestinians. Ask, ask the Russian uh, people who suffered under uh, Jewish communism. What, uh, you know, uh, these same preachers, I'm not accusing him personally, but they allow imams to preach from the pulpit. They allow feminists and uh, uh, lesbians and uh, transgenders and Jews to preach from the so-called Christian pulpit. Okay? So, uh, you know, how are these Judeo churches setting the example that he's talking about here? No, it's horrible. They are yeah. more doing the devil's work. That's right. They're doing the devil's work. So mere belief and uh, love everybody, you know, this universalistic love, fatherhood of God, brotherhood of man, that's Freemasonry, folks. That's Freemasonry. And that uh, theology, that yeah, is a theology, that philosophy has infected the modern Judeo-Christian world right to its core. These people will not be resurrected unto eternal life because they're teaching the wrong philosophy. They're practicing the wrong philosophy. Okay? We are to, we are to be the light of the world, not the, uh, not the victims of it. <laughs> All right? Okay. All right, Michael, thanks uh, for this wonderful contrast between scriptural death and resurrection and the way the Judeo-Christians approach it. Uh, two different worlds. Two absolutely different worlds of interpretation of the Bible. Okay. All right, folks, uh, no music today because my uh, media player is uh, messed up. I'll try to fix that for Voice of Christian Israel. Thank you, Michael, for a great presentation. Thank you, Eli. I will bless you all. Okay. Yeah. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you all, hopefully, at Voice of Christian Israel. And keep the faith, the real faith, the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Take care. Bye bye.